Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Mark chapter 9, verses 42 through 50. 49 and 50 in particular are said to be some of the most difficult verses in all of the New Testament. So we're going to land there, but to get there, let me read this in context, and then we'll focus in on those two verses. Jesus says, starting in verse 42, Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. And if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than with two hands to go to hell, to the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than with two feet to be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into hell, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire, Jesus says, salt is good. But if the salt has lost its saltiness, how will you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. So the first several verses in that text are paralleled in Matthew chapter 18 verses 5 through 9, the part where he talks about a millstone around the neck, the part where he talks about cutting off your hand or your foot or gouging your eye out. And you can hear the devotion we did on that text in episode 534. Some scholars would suggest that Mark, who got his eyewitness account from Peter had some random thoughts or statements of Jesus in his mind when he wrote this, and it may not have fit exactly in chronological order with what Jesus was saying at this time. And that's certainly plausible, but to help me understand this better, I listened to a message by Alistair Begg, who said that actually he thinks Jesus said this just like it says here, and that it does tie into what he was saying about temptations to sin in the earlier verses. Just to recap, Jesus is talking to his disciples about how seriously they need to take sin. And he's using these metaphors, he's using these examples of cutting off your foot if it causes you to sin, cutting off your hand if it causes you to sin, gouging out your eye if it causes you to sin, using hyperbole to make his point clear that the cost of discipleship is great and that disciples of Christ, people who have faith in him, should avoid sin at all costs. They should be different than people who don't have faith in Christ, who don't care about sin, and who will likewise end up in hell not because of what they have done or not done, but because of the fact that they haven't trusted Christ. Understanding that those who trust Christ are manifestly different. They look different in the way that they live, in the way that they don't sin. So here Jesus is talking about the fires of hell in that regard. Yes, the people who don't know Christ will experience the fires of hell, Jesus is saying, but they're not the only ones who are going to experience fire of any kind, because in verse 49, he says, everyone will be salted with fire. Now, this is likely in part a reference to Old Testament Levitical law about how a grain offering should be presented. We can see this in Leviticus chapter 2 verses 11 through 13. You shall season all your grain offerings with salt. You shall not let the salt of the covenant with your God be missing from your grain offering. And with all your grain offerings, you shall offer salt. So there's this requirement to put salt on the offering of grain that's going to get burned before the Lord according to Levitical law. So there's an element of what Jesus 
Jesus is saying, which conjures up the idea of a sacrifice to God. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, Paul writes about us, that is, followers of Christ, people who have faith and trust in Christ, giving our bodies as living sacrifices to the Lord. Paul says this is our holy and pleasing act of worship to him. That once we put our faith in Christ, we would view ourselves, as Tony Evans puts it, as a living dead thing. We've died to ourselves. We've died to our own desires. We've died to our own agenda, and we're on God's agenda. We're on Christ's agenda. Our lives are to be spent advancing the gospel, the new covenant, the kingdom that Jesus is here teaching about. And when the day of judgment comes, everyone will be salted by fire. To the people whose foundation is not in Jesus Christ, who don't have faith in Jesus Christ, just like he talked about in the earlier verses, they will be relegated to hell because their sin is not covered. And then there will be another judgment for people who do trust Jesus Christ. And this judgment isn't a heaven or hell judgment. This judgment is to determine what we did as followers of Christ with what he gave us and with what he commanded us. Paul writes about this. Paul writes about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 10 through 15. Some people are going to build on the foundation of Christ with gold and silver and precious stones. In other words, they're going to be good stewards of what God has given them to use for the sake of his kingdom. Others are going to build on that foundation with wood and hay and straw. Paul says each one's work will become manifest for the day will disclose it. That is the day of judgment because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. So now what Jesus is saying here in verses 49 and 50 is becoming clearer. Just because we know Christ and are therefore not going to experience the eternal fire of hell doesn't mean that we shouldn't be concerned about being tested by fire at all. And when we are tested by fire on that day, it will determine if our salt was salty or whether we have lost our saltiness. Salt is a preservative, a preservative that brings out the taste in the foods that we eat with salt as living sacrifices for God, as stewards of the kingdom for Christ. Are we bringing out the taste that God offers the world so that they can see him for who he is and enjoy him the way that we do? Or have we lost our saltiness? We're not making him taste good to the world. People who have not lost their saltiness will be characterized by many things. Tying back to the earlier portion of this text, they'll be characterized by people who take sin seriously and go to great lengths to avoid it. And among other things, they'll be characterized by people who are at peace with one another, as Jesus says at the end of verse 50. Now, as I wrap this up, we need to remind ourselves not to approach this from a moralistic or a works-based perspective. Whether we have the capacity to be salty or not is not primarily dependent on our own righteousness. It is primarily dependent on whether we trust Jesus Christ. If you have faith in Jesus Christ today, you have the ability to be salty in the way God intends. If you don't trust Jesus Christ today, there's no chance that you're ever going to be salty until that happens. And at the same time, within the population of those of us who do trust Christ and are therefore given the opportunity to be salty, something about how we live, the decisions we make, what we believe, how we spend our time, our money, our resources, our reputation, our influence, all factors into the degree of saltiness with which we will conduct our lives, which on that day, at the end, will be eventually revealed by fire. For more on this, check out Alistair Begg's sermon, which we'll link in the show notes to this episode. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians.
Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives. The family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.